0: Hey, good morning. I'm in a little bit different location, as you can see. Uh, I was supposed to start this at nine, but uh, had to leave the house. And, and so now I'm in the car a little bit later uh, than I had planned on this morning, but actually earlier than what you would normally get me at. So uh, we're, we're trying this out, something new here. Uh, I've never done this from mobile before, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Wealth building and how uh, God has given you the power to generate wealth. Uh, There is uh, um, a lot of reason to be talking about this. You know, we are, as Christians, a lot of times scared to talk about money and uh, don't want to uh, get into that subject because, for whatever reason, it seems taboo. We're we're kind of uh, scared of it, you know. Um, But you do, you have the ability to. To generate wealth, and that is something that, that is a, a power that God's given you, and we're gonna we're gonna go through that a little bit more. Uh, something else uh, that's important around this is in doing that, you are exercising your creativity, and this is an innate part of who you are as an image bearer of God. You have the ability to uh, generate wealth, right? So you are in union with the creator of the cosmos, and so. That creativity that created all things is something that you have access to. All right, so that's who you're in union with. So what I want to uh, read today, I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 8. Okay, so let's get into that right now. All right. It's a little bit awkward doing this from the car, so bear with me. All the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. That's uh, some key kingdom principles right there, right off the bat, um, that you'll multiply. So there's uh, multiplication in the kingdom and also that you go in and possess the land, that you take possession of what uh, God has given you says, you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And there's another one right there in the second verse that you should remember. Remembering is something you do uh, to... To remind you, so when something comes up against you, and this is something that that has been big in my life, especially in the last few weeks, um, when something comes up against you and tries to uh, downgrade your faith or question your faith or question what's what's the reality for you in Christ, you have the ability to remember what He's done for you and done on your behalf. Okay, so that that's an important kingdom principle there too is remembrance all right continue on verse three he says it says he humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the lord your clothing did not wear out on you nor did your foot swell these 40 years Thus you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. And disciplining here, this is, a, this is another kingdom principle. And because of the way we have been disciplined and the way we have seen discipline modeled uh, throughout our lives and, and really throughout a lot of the history that we know, uh, even from our parents or grandparents, Discipline takes on another uh, a tone of something negative, you know. It, it's it's something that um, when you hear the word, kind of uh, elicits a, a response uh, or a triggering response. that makes you kind of cringe and like maybe think back to a time of pain or or something like that. Um, but really, what you need to be looking at here is disciplining. Meaning, um, it's it's correcting. It's taking you through something but it's making you uh, disciplined to the point where you are able to steward well. So it's strengthening your character. It's not something that should be looked at as negative. This is a growth experience in discipline. So I, I want you to, see, to view that as another principle of the kingdom, is you get disciplined not for punishment or, or not out of anger, but it's something done out of love to strengthen your character and see you grow. All right, where were we here? Uh, Verse six, therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, In which you will live, not lacking anything, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Here's another one right here. This is another kingdom principle. It's abundance. Okay. You have access to abundance as, excuse me, as a citizen of the kingdom. You know, you have the kingdom inside of you. You have. Uh, um, the Trinity indwelling you and you're in union with them. And so this is, this is something else you have to take hold of here and it's abundance. Okay. This is uh, this isn't anything that's, that's out of the normal for kingdom people is to live in abundance. All right. We're okay. Verse 11. Well, let me hit on this too. Uh, You know, it says when you have eaten and are satisfied, it doesn't say when you have uh, eaten and it's just enough to sustain you. No, it's eaten your fill and now you are satisfied and sit, sitting back and feeling, you know, the abundance inside of you. I just really wanted to, to pull that out and really highlight that the kingdom is about abundance. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, and his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you have eaten, and are satisfied, and have built good houses, and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and gold multiply, and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of those, out of the house of slavery. So one thing, this is another kingdom principle here. I want you to take hold of, and it is multiplication, All right. So this is an expected piece of the kingdom right here. This is uh, a, a something that isn't isn't anything you should be striving for. It's not something that you have to really look to find. It just it's it's automatic, right? It's just something that says. It should be happening when you've eaten and are satisfied, have built good houses and lived in them, and your herds, flocks multiplying, silver, gold, multiplying all that you have multiplies. this just makes it sound like it's a natural thing. right? So you as a citizen of the kingdom should be naturally multiplying your wealth. It's just it's just a fact, right? And he goes on and says, uh, then your heart will become proud. So what they're doing here is he's reminding you, that uh, God is the one who is providing this multiplication for you. He's the one that's providing the abundance for you. And you have to remember that. That's why we pulled out earlier, that is a piece of the kingdom, is remembrance. So let's go on here. he says, says uh, uh, verse 15, He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. In the wilderness, he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. Verse 18 says, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. There it is right there in verse 18. God is has given you the power to make wealth. Yes, I know this is out of the old covenant. But when he says, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, and it is to this day. See, that's the thing. That's part of the promise now that we get to live in as new creations. Right? When you were born, reborn into the kingdom and uh, um, co-resurrected, you became a new creation. Right? You had life breathed into you. The fulfilling of the covenant with Jesus was right there. And now we get to live in those promises. We get to live in this promise. He has given us the power to make wealth. Verse 19, it shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you will surely perish like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. So you shall shall perish, because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord God. So I'm really hoping you're pulling something out of there, because you do have the ability to make wealth, to generate wealth. And it's an important thing. You you can't shy away from the conversation of money, because it takes money to do things. If you want to have an impact on uh, the world around you, on the culture around you, it takes resources to do that, and that's money, that's wealth. It takes those things to to have impact, right? We look at if you look at who is having a bigger impact on our society uh, as a whole today, particularly here in the U.S., it is those people with vast amounts of resources. They are the ones who uh, are 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 making things happen. And whether you agree with what they're making happen or not, it's not the relevant point. The relevant point is is that they have worked and generated the resources to be able to have great impact, right? And that's that is another kingdom principle here. Is uh, it doesn't say that you're going to sit back and and all this stuff is just going to be um, given to you by God. You yes, you do have favor, and you do have, uh, um, uh where was I going with this? I lost my place, sorry. You do have favor, okay? You have uh, um, blessings from God. However, you still will need to go and work, right? You're not called to just sit around, right? the abundance of, of getting the gold and the silver and, um, and having your flocks multiply, that's not just going to sit back and happen. You're not just going to be, uh, just handed all this stuff. Okay. You still need to go out and work. We're still called to go out and do things, right? So I don't want, I don't want that to be missed. So, um, I want to recap these real quick is that, uh, uh, these kingdom principles we talked about today, uh, first one being abundance, okay? And a lot of people will mistake this as a prosperity gospel. But if it's natural for for me to have um, abundance, if that's part of the kingdom, then it's not prosperity. It's not a prosperity gospel. There's only the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's it, Right but what we do have is principles of the kingdom and one of those is abundance so i'm sorry if you don't like that um god has favor on people and that they wear and display their favor and that that ear ir- if that irritates you i'm sorry but but abundance is just something that is natural for kingdom citizens for citizens of the kingdom right Okay, it's like uh, Joseph, right? He was his father's favored son, right? Dad made him a nice coat, you know, all the bright colors and everything, and he proudly wore it around, and it made his brothers mad. His brothers were okay with him being the favored son until he actually put it on and wore it, until he actually started to display that favor. That's when they got irritated, threw him in the pit, wanted to kill him, but changed their minds and sold him into slavery instead. So it's the same thing with abundance here. People are going to get irritated and get scared, and they don't want to um, display that favor that God has given them because they don't want to be talked bad about or whatever. But how, how does poverty make God look good you know if you're if you're stewarding wealth well then it shouldn't be a problem right okay and the next one uh, being remembrance you know like I said before um, this is something that when you are able to uh, see the things coming at you that are, are making you question you uh, your beliefs or or anything surrounding the goodness of God you get to go back and remember all the good things that he's done in your life. Okay, so that that's a a kingdom principle that you have to put into effect and you're going to have to put it into effect probably often. The more you step into your your sonship, the more you move from there into kingship, and as you transition into being fathers and mothers, you know, this is something that is going to be very important because um, the attacks from our defeated enemy are going to continue to come, and likely they're going to come harder. The enemy does not want to see you move into being kings. They don't want to see you exercising your authority. They don't want to see you moving in power. So remember all the good things God's done for you. And disciplining, uh, again, you know, that's not, we're not talking about a negative thing. We're talking about um, disciplining you to uh, grow, to strengthen character, to be able to uh, steward even more as you move into the next levels of glory. All right, possession. Uh, this is one, I didn't touch on too much, but it is a kingdom principle. You need to possess uh, that which is God, that which God has given you, okay? Um, the Israelites, they came out of Egypt, uh, they got to uh, the land God had promised them, and they got scared because there were giants there, right? They didn't want to go in and possess the land like they were told to do. And that's something we need to do. So at Unedited Life, we have been talking a lot about what you bring to the table and what table is waiting for you to show up in fullness with those things that God has given you. right? And So when you are showing up in fullness, you are possessing that which God is assigning you right now. You're owning that thing. And it's very important that you possess that which God has given you. Go in and take it just like He has shown you. If he shows you a specific thing to do, go do that. Don't hold back from it. Go make it happen. I can't stress that enough. If you are um, just kind of dabbling or fearful about um, uh, of going in and fulfilling that assignment, it's not going to go well. right? It's not going to go well. And, and Angie talked about this last Friday uh, about sticking the landing right right go and Lisa mentioned it yesterday uh, when she spoke at church go all in, jump into the pool. don't tiptoe into it. go all into that next level of glory. stick the landing there and continue moving forward with God. that last kingdom principle I want to uh, to highlight as a reminder is multiplication remember that's a standard expectation for your wealth for what um, for what you have right you have been given the power to generate wealth and it is just standard that it's going to multiply in the middle of Deuteronomy 8 right there when they're talking about when all these things happen you know remember it's not by your strength but it's it's you know because God, is favoring you, right? You're out there, you're doing the work, but you are not doing it from your own strength. You're, you're living uh, supernaturally on the strength of God. He's the one that's giving you that power. He's the one providing it. But multiplication, it, it's a standard thing. It should be something that you just expect to happen. All right, I know we were very expectant of it yesterday morning. We took the offering um, and it was counted and um, prayed over. And it was expected that when it was came back and counted again later, that it would have increased. It didn't, but you know, that's the expectation we hold. We hold the faith that this thing, that this is true, that this principle of the kingdom that's talked about in here is true. So money isn't bad, okay. I don't want you to be scared about money. Okay, money is a tool. It's something we use to have impact. It's a resource that we can will to have uh, impact for the kingdom. Don't be scared about it. I mean, Christians have got it so twisted up, and we're so scared of money that people just want to live in poverty. They want they want to shy away from it. They don't want to. Uh, display the goodness that God has put on their lives, the favor that they have in their lives. Right? We are we are untrustworthy of ourselves when it comes to money for some crazy reason. Right? And, and this is something that we also have a hard time talking about. Like I mentioned uh, right up front, it's insane that Christians should be scared to talk about money. Right? You have that indwelling, right? You have Holy Spirit in you to guide you when it comes to these things. You know, and and a lot of people misquote that money is the root of all evil. It's not, it's the love of money. And if you're living from that place of union, you don't have to worry about that. You know who you are. You know who God says you are. You know what you believe about God you know what you bring to the table, you know what table is waiting for you to show up at, then this whole notion of I'm going to fall into this love of money shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't even matter. It is totally insignificant to you because of your union with Jesus. There's no reason to be scared of money, of conversations around money, or of wearing the favor that God has given you. It's it's too easy to fall into that fear and live from that, but don't do it. Don't do that, All right? So, so again, open your eyes to these kingdom principles. You know, um, and and we're going to continue this this conversation uh, again next week. Um, I want to keep keep talking about this until. It's something that is more comfortable for all of us to be able to enter into conversations about and not feel weird and not feel like, oh, they're going to talk about money again. They just want us to give more money, give more money. Nope, that's not what we want. It's not what we want. We don't want you to um, give us anything. This is an exchange between kings, right? We don't we don't just ask for you to give us money just to give us money. That's not what it's about. Right? It takes money to do things. Pay the bills, keep the lights on, have the building. It's just the reality of it. But at the same time, we want to invest in your lives, and bring kingdom value to you as part of that exchange. And as you increase in wealth, because God's given you the power to make wealth, that you are able to be more generous. Because now, the more generous you are towards uh, towards the organization of unedited life, that means you are increasing impact there. Because now we can take that, we have impact even wider. And, and that's really what it's about. You know, as you... Generate wealth, you increase in impact because you control more resources. So the impact you have for the kingdom moves out even farther, which is a a, a big part of why I want to continue to talk about money until we get comfortable with it. Because I want to see you grow in impact. I want to see you move to another level of glory. I want to see you be, I want to see you stewarding. More wealth, all right. I think I've gone on long enough about this today, but uh, we will continue it. Uh, this conversation next week. So, have a great week. Um, be generous, you know. Just talked about money in your Hebrews group, that's awesome. I love that this conversation is happening in other places too. That's exciting to me because we've got to stop being scared of this topic. Don't be scared. All right. Have a great week. And uh, we will see you Wednesday morning for unedited chats. All right. Bye.